This is Daylight and Moonshine with me, the Abundantly Grateful G. And today's topic will be, is homeschooling your children helpful or harmful? And this is a part two. Part one, we had Miss Lyle Anisha Hart with us. And today, part two, we have Miss Lanisha Hart returning and my mama, <laughs> Audrey Mason, uh, welcome to the podcast. So we're going to have a great time. I'm super excited. Words can't even express how excited I am. So uh, stick with us. It's going to be a great show. Welcome back to the damn podcast, y'all. Episode 24. And as promised, this is a part two to uh, is homeschooling your children helpful or harmful? And welcome back to the damn podcast, Miss La. And, wel- and welcome for the first time, my ma. <laughs> my people, praise God. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. So, um, man, I don't even know where to start. You know, I've been thinking about this all week. So first of all, first and foremost, I want to say thank you so much to the both of you. It's been a really rough week (laughs) for me, probably for everybody. But just between work and everything else, I've had to I've had to put this off, uh, I think, two or three times already. And both of you um, were very, very um, patient with me and um i'm extremely grateful for that so thank you both for being very patient and understanding um yeah so this 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 episode had to happen it had to happen so but it didn't happen before it's time exactly exactly to myself i was thinking whatever's in god's will whenever that's when it's going to happen yes ma'am absolutely back and waited Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So, how are you two doing? We'll start with Miss Lawson. You were in episode one. You had a lot, lot to share. A lot of great information. How is everything going with you um, today? And since we last talked, so many great things. Hey, everyone. I'm Miss La from Brooklyn. I am the homeschool mom and your best tutor in the hood. <laughs> um, <laughs> the um, <laughs> this is my little intro, right? <laughs> um, so for me, I'm having a blessed week. I have my logo, nice, and I have my business name. Awesome. So I'm stoked about that. Um, as you know, we've been collabing on the app, and I've been connecting with a lot of great people, and they directed me to a lot of other great people. 
and put me in connection with people who do websites, logos, and everything. So this is, um, I'm not going to reveal just yet. Okay. I'll let you know what it is. Definitely. And it's my it's for my tutoring business. So I'm stoked about that. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Thank you. Definitely. Definitely. So, Ma, how are you doing today, Ma? Um, what's going on in your world? Introduce yourself to the uh, to the good people of Daylight and Moonshine. Well, like you said, I am your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm blessed. I don't complain. I won't complain, you know, because... You know what? I'll, like I always say, it always could be worse. Definitely. So I don't complain. I am retired. I was a, a senior accountant, staff accountant when, where I worked. Okay. So I retired for two years now, um, since 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I've been taking care of my older brother. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I am now. He's in right now, so uh, he's hospice at home. So I've been taking care of him before I retired, and since then, since I uh, retired, so that's that's my life right now. Right, giving back. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah. Anybody that knows me, if you wonder, if you have to wonder, um, that big heart of mine, that's where I get it from. You know, she is very selfless very very open and very giving always been very giving so yeah shout out to to moms for that you know definitely so um just to catch you up though i know you watched the episode um we were talking la and i was talking on the last episode and she said a lot about what was going on currently with her and it was interesting for me to hear the perspective of somebody that's that's doing it now that's doing it from well, I mean, she's the adult, obviously. I, I experienced it as a child, so it's a different perspective. But to know that somebody's doing that now, today's time, and how easy it is compared to you know when we were doing it, or when I was going through it and you were doing it, um, was like remarkable for me. It was like really, really interesting. And um, you know, when it was my time to share my experience, I just kept getting stuck because it wasn't meant for me to tell that part because the same role that she's playing, you played that role for me. So it was more so your story. And I think we both um, agreed. It was like, you yeah. know, she, she needs to come and tell. Yeah. Her side. It's not, it's not on me to tell her side, you know? So I cannot wait to hear your side. Um, me personally, though I, I experienced it, like I said before, a lot, it was from the perspective of a child, a very in tune, um, sort of mature child, but nonetheless a child. So for me, it's going to be really interesting to hear um, your perspective as an adult. I'm an adult now to receive that. I don't think we really had that detailed talk and we talk about everything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we yes. talk about everything. We hadn't had that talk. So um, let's leave with that. Just to kind of pick up on the last episode, take us back to, uh, and if y'all see my camera go out or whatever, I'm not reaching for tissue or nothing like that. You know, I'm, it probably like, you know, probably some internet thing or something like no, that might happen. 
Sir. Yeah, you know, so just y'all just y'all just keep talking to women now. Y'all just keep on talking. I'll probably I'll troubleshoot yeah. the camera if it goes yeah. out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that sniffling sound is. Let me see what <laughs> yeah, something wrong with the microphone. I don't know what's going on. Equipment right. is shutting down on me. I'm telling right. y'all now. Right. I pre-warned you. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Internet been shaking. Let me <laughs> right. Well, since you're giving the pre warning, let me give one. Okay. <laughs> passionate. I may give. Well, you know what? It's we laughing about it, but you know what? I'm. I'm. Listen. I didn't already felt like I wanted to shed a couple tears myself. Yeah. Because it's a real sensitive and and and, and serious <laughs> subject when you're thinking about your children and that sacrifice that you have to make as a mom or as a human being. Mm -hmm. So yeah, go. You can go and get your Kleenex and your tissue or whatever you need. To get. <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> oh. Okay, so, Mas, so so take us take us back. Let's let's go all the way back. Um, just take us for a walk through your world. You know what was going on at the time, and uh, what was your experience like? Well, um, I thought about this from the you know when I watched the podcast and saw that I was invited. Um, and from that moment on, just a whole plethora of thoughts and feelings started flooding in that I had forgotten about, memories that I had forgotten about. Yeah. So um, let me start by saying my reasoning, uh, my reason for doing it, uh, ooh, it's, it's just so broad, but. Um, and I thought about how I can just pin it down. And so to pin it down, it was because of it was because of my walk with God. And that was my reasoning. That was my reason for doing it. And I know that's that's a very broad statement. And I'm going to try and close it in. So um, at that time in my life, I was um, seeking, you know, uh, and wanting to know a lot of things. I had a lot of questions, a lot of questions in my mind. And no one could answer my questions. You know, I would ask people, you know, in different questions. And I was young. I think I was I was in my late 20s. Uh, early thirties. And you, as you know, um, we were living in California at the time. Um, then we moved back to Chicago. Right. That didn't start until, you know, we moved back to Chicago, fast forwarding. Um, and a little bit of my background, um, I love children. And, uh, my first job was a teacher's aide actually. And, um, also, when I was in grade school during that time, if the teacher needed help, they would go and get one of the students from one of the classes. I don't even remember how what grade I was in at the time. I must have been in like fourth or fifth grade, I guess. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, whatever they saw in me, you know, they would come and pull me out of the class. And um, have me to go down and help the kindergarten teacher. And so, and, but I loved it. 
I really did. And um, so that's, you know, fast forwarding from there um, and coming back to Chicago. And a matter of fact, I used to go and volunteer at your school all the time. Do you remember that? Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Both of your classes and stuff, I used to sit in the classes and um, and uh, volunteer just about just about every day because I wasn't working at the time. And um, and like I said, uh, the whole premise of it was God. I was reading the word and um, which I just want to put out there that is not a is not religious. It's not a religion. It's a way of life. It's, you know, our history. You know, it's a history book. That's what the book, that book called the Holy Bible, is a history book. And um, I learned from that. And all of my questions that I had in my mind for years had been answered, was answered, was being answered in that book. And, you know, that was years ago. So since then, you know, I'm <laughs> you're right now. You know? So right. um, anyway, um, I was reading, you know, I, I kept reading and in uh, the word it was saying, you know, parents teach your children. And I'm like, OK, so we supposed to be teaching them. And we we as a people was supposed to hand down the information from parents to, to children from you know generation from, to generation right to generation to generation i looked around and i was like um that is not being done you know because yeah. first of all my people don't know who they are you know and if you uh don't know your history you bound to repeat it you know so um in that, I didn't want my children. I, first of all, I wanted them to know who they were, you know, and everything that they were teaching in school. Besides, I'm not going to include reading and writing that, you know, the basics, but everything else was just to me dismissible, you know, period. And I don't want to step on any toes or, you know, uh, uh, what word am I looking for? Um, I don't want to or, or uh, disrespect anybody, but I'm just speaking from my perspective how I felt. Yeah. And my teaching, my teaching with them was, um, you know, the basics. And then I, you know, like I said, I wanted them to know who they were, and um, also uh, I was more of a hands-on. You know, I heard you, uh, I mean, when I watched the last podcast, I saw you uh, hold up this financial book and everything. And it took me back. And I was like, you know, I did it differently. See, I didn't have Amazon. We didn't have computers. We didn't have any of those things. I used to talk with them all the time. And, you know, my door was always open. It was nothing they could not come to me and talk to me about. So um, 
I was I spoke to them about banking and all that. Then I took them to the bank. Well, at least I took G to the bank. His brother didn't want any parts of it. <laughs> so I'm like, I didn't force them. You know, yeah. I don't enforce anyone to do anything, you know. So I didn't force them. I'm like, okay, G wanted to go. So we it was just him and I. So we sat down with the banker and the banker explained things to him. And he decided on his own what type of account he wanted. And he got it and he saved his money. And when the time came and it matured, he bought him a car. That's what he purchased his first car with. So going back a little more, um, it was everything. Um, teaching them how to shop, you know, what is a sale, you know, things like that. What's a sale? What's a good buy? You know, what's a real sale? Not just because they say sale. <laughs> what that MSRP go for versus what they putting on that tag. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, things like that. So I, uh, I felt like, you know, this, these are the things that they are going to need to know you know, to live in this world, you know, and be productive on another tip was, and like you were saying, I had a lot of negativity, you know, coming at me and G mentioned how I would, you know, take them out, put them back in and everything. And because of this negativity and at the same time, like I said, I'm reading the word and he was saying, you know, parents teach your children and, and how we're supposed to pass down this information that was it, that's in our history, which is story, but our history. Repeat, you know? repeat the last part, man. You were, it was blocked out. Something was just repeat the last part you said. Excuse me. What part? His not his story, but our history. Yes. You know, that's what that book is. Because when I was in school, I used to, I hated history because it never said anything good about us. Mm-hmm. It barely mentioned us at all. Yeah. During that so, time, I, a, if it mentioned us, we were slaves. Yeah, that's a fact. I always think to myself, well, darn. Well, what were, before they brought us over here, what were we doing then? Okay, we had to be doing something. And all the pitch, the the movies we saw on television, we saw half-naked people and running around and, you know, acting like, you know, animals. That's how they portrayed us. Right. Uh, you know, wanted us to believe that's what, that's we what our culture was. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's what our culture was. And that's what, uh, you know, we, what we were doing before we brought was brought over here as if they did us a favor. Right. A matter of fact, the people that they were portraying that we saw on television uh, was not even us, was not even our people. They tried to relate us together because we all had dark skin. And the Bible talks about this people that God had chosen for himself, the people of Israel. You know, and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. That's what I taught them about who their history was, who their forefathers were. 
not Abraham Lincoln and, you know, and all these people, you know, because nothing in this, this system was intent for us. Nothing, you know, nothing was intent for us. It wasn't made up for us to help us. Right. You know, so um, with all that, you know, and um, like he said, they were taken. And then, you know, um, of course, you know, uh, by the grace of God, you know, I got them back and um, continued on my journey, continued. You know, and that's when I just, you know, stood firm. But I, I had thought about another thing uh, before we um, actually got together. What another something else that had came to my memory was that when um, they were taken, it was the truant officer that came to the house, and I'm I, I was trying to remember. Did she come by herself at first? And then came a second time. I think she may have come by herself the first time. And I just said what the word said. I wasn't afraid, you know, because my feeling was, you're not the boss of me. Right. Well, God is above us all. And I fear him more than I fear you. Absolutely. You know, so um, that was my mindset. At that time, you know, I don't care, you know, what you say or you say. I didn't ask permission. Can I teach my children? I didn't ask no permission. I already had God's permission, you know, to do it. You know, so I didn't even think to go to board of education or wherever. What you know, I didn't even think to do it. You know, because this is something that God was telling me to do, you know. And so, um, I mean, it sounded crazy. Of course, everybody was telling me I was crazy, you know, and and, um, all that. So (laughs) and I look back now on the people that was pointing the finger and calling me crazy and where their children are today. And. (laughs) <laughs> I just have to say, you know, they they are not faring all that well, you know. So I'm like, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Let me, oh, really? Let me, let me yeah. ask you, like I asked Lama, what do you feel like just going through all of that and just, like I said, just putting yourself back in that space? What do you feel like the biggest challenge was in that whole situation? The biggest challenge? Yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, it wasn't easy to make a decision when you when you finally said, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, keep y'all out," and uh, that's just it. So, I guess the biggest challenge was um, just um, blocking out all the noise. Blocking out the noise and just making a decision and deciding this is what I'm going to do. You know, stop straddling the fence and go ahead on and do it, you know, because that's what was in my heart, you know. So um, I, I finally when I finally did it, you know, it was. My spirit was. 
relieved. It was very uh, natural, you know, so I, I didn't feel anxious or, you know, anything else anymore, you know. So, uh, yeah, I just f- felt very comfortable with it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay, so fast forward to, like you said, they did eventually come and get us. And uh, we were going for, I know, over a year because we went to school in Alabama. Over a year, but it was a year. It was about a year? Yes. Okay. Um, where where were you at with that? Like, you know, obviously, and, I, and I'm a strong believer in making a firm decision and sticking with it. And, um, you know, there's, there's no sense in going back and forth in your head after you make a decision feeling like, yeah. did I make the right decision or not? You know, we're not always going to make the right decisions. When you make it, stand firm on it. If you if you see you need to adjust or go somewhere else, then you do that. But be firm about the decision you make. So when you made that decision, you saw and you knew this was a, the risk. And when that happened, when they did come in and get us. Well, no, but, I didn't know that was a risk. I didn't know it was a risk. No, you didn't know. I, you didn't know it was a potential risk to have your kids taken. No. And no. I never thought that. I didn't know that until they actually came. And I and, and and when it happened during the time it happened, I just tried to I just stood strong, you know, and I wasn't going to, you know, um uh, fight against it. I just looked, I just let it take place because I know whatever happens is in God's will, you know, so I just asked myself, okay, what is this? I understood then or afterwards that it was, uh, okay, I had to be tested. You know, am I going to stand strong or I'm going to go back or what am I going to do now? So it seemed like I do remember the school reaching out a few times basically saying, Hey, um, you know, we noticed, um, when we were in and out or whatever, we noticed that, you know, so-and-so wasn't in school today or whatever. Is everything going on? Cause like you say, you told us everything, not to mention, I was probably, you don't remember. I, I, I remember specifically when we're on the North side, um, yeah. them calling them, they were calling and questioning why, and you pulled us aside. Did we have a phone? Because <laughs> we may oh. not even have a phone. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, maybe they sent the note on my chest. I don't know. I know there was a message sent. Well, there. So how could they send a note? You said what? The fact that, you know, you, you all wasn't there in school, that's what made them come. And see, on the south side of Chicago, they just, you know, which was in the hood, you know, different hood. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. They cared less, I guess. But this was on the north side of Chicago where, you know, the it was mixed. Right. They did things differently. So, you know, that's why I say I wasn't expecting that. That was my very first time ever living on the lo- north side of Chicago. All my life I had lived on the south side of Chicago. So, yeah. I mean, but respectfully, it's not like, you know, when we 
or have our kids and they give us a pamphlet that say, hey, by the way, when you're five, when your kid turns five, you have a choice whether or not you can homeschool your child or not. They only drive, bring your kid to school, bring your, yeah. kids, bring your kid to school. So quite naturally at that time, yes, yeah, a little bit more uh, relevant now, but quite naturally at that time, that wasn't popular. And that right. wasn't an, an agenda that they pushed because they were the, you, my son, your brothers were numbers. Right. And an accounting log. Right. So if you're, if you're, if your body is not present, that's about how many of our thousands of dollars that they can mm-hmm. account for. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't have nothing to do with them caring about you being in school. They needed to have a number. Yes. And it's much deeper than that. You know, just indoctrinating us with their education, their education. You have to remember, we are not in our land. We are still in our enemy's land. And everything that we're being taught is what they want us to know. Okay? So me, when I was, my eyes was being opened and I was seeing and all this, reading it and then seeing it, and I was like, oh, okay. You know, so... And then I'm reading, and it was like every question that I had, in, uh, you know, because I read day and night, day and night, okay? So it, I'm reading that, you know, uh, uh, be ye not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, I'm like, okay. So, and also it was, uh, what else? Um, um it was something else that had came to my mind before we came on that I had remembered. And, you know, these words kept resonating in my mind and, 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 you know, and prompting me. And I was saying, am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to do that? Are you telling me that I'm supposed to do that? And I began to be really shaky, you know, because, you know, and I was fearing, you know, I was fearing God and I was like, are you telling me to do that? Is this something I'm supposed to do? And everything I was reading, it, it was like he was talking directly to me, you know, so I was like, OK, OK, you know, so I had to make a choice. Who are you going to serve, either God or man? Now, oh, I know what it was. And then I'm reading that man's wisdom is foolishness with God. The only thing, the only knowledge and wisdom is his, you know. And if you lack any of that, ask of him. They give it all wisdom, you know, all spiritual wisdom and understanding and upgraded not. So, you know, all these things was going through my head, you know. And, and of course, I believe every word, you know, I believe it, you know. So um, with all that, you know, that prompt me to do what I did, and um, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I don't regret it one bit. Do you, you feel know? like it was anything that you could have done differently, or you may have done differently? I thought you, about that, and, I, and 
the only thing that I would have done differently was not go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I would have did it the first time and, and let it be that. That's the only thing I feel like I would have done differently. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what the only thing that I felt like I would have done differently. I would not have kept going back and forth. And I, you know, I want to say that, you know, because I did that, that uh, I had that little, I don't want to call it a punishment, (laughs) but I had that little test, you know, so with you all being taken, of course, that was a really, really sad, sad time for me. That was a very sad time for me. Um, And the only thing I had to hold on to was, you know, the word of God. That's the only thing was God. He was everything to me. He is, not was. He is everything to me. So that's the only thing I had to hold on to. But that was a very sad time that year you all was gone and I didn't have a phone. And uh, so we would write letters (laughs) to each other. And um, and I would go and borrow, uh, ask someone to uh, use their phone and just to call, just to hear your voices and stuff, you know. So, um, but and pay them, you know, whatever it cost, you know, to use the phone. So, um, yeah. But the I remember I can just uh, see the day that you all came back. I scrapped up some money and saved it. A matter of fact, let me say this too: that yeah, you all, tell them, tell them, ex- or tell, tell loud, but tell everybody exactly how you saved up. Yeah, man, <laughs> I was doing everything. I was uh, at that time. Uh, uh, look, so cashing in cans, bottles, <laughs> everything. You know. And um, I had, uh, yeah, with cash in cans at that time. I think they paid uh, so much a, a pound or whatever for cans right. and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I did that. You know, I did everything possible <laughs> to, you know, make sure when you all was done in school there that. I was going to be able to send you back. I didn't want to hear, well, I don't have the money to send them back. I didn't want to hear that. So I was going to make sure that I was able to bring you all home. You stopped, so, you stopped smoking too, right? You stopped smoking and, and put that money to the side or something like that? I probably did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would. I was denying myself everything, you know, barely eating. As much as I could possibly put aside, that's what I did. You know, uh, stop. Uh, you know, I didn't even think about just you know buying clothes or anything like that. You know, matter of fact, I shopped at the Goodwill. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know uh, that caused very making good. sacrifices, making major sacrifices. You know, making a lot of sacrifices. You know, because my main objective was getting them back. And matter of fact, okay, let me go back a little more when they were taken. First of all, um, when they were taken out, I 
I'm trying to, I kept trying to remember whether I told your dad before I actually took you all out or after, I don't remember. But whenever I told him, he was cool with it. He was the only person that didn't think I was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, so so um, that made me feel a little better. That made me feel better, you know, because he didn't think that I was crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, when you all was taken and I called him, I, I, after they took you all and left, I broke down. I mean, I just fell on the floor and just broke down. And, you know, the Lord was just saying, okay, get up. You know, and I called, I called your dad and told him what had happened. So he called his mom and asked his mom to go get you all. I don't know if I ever asked you, how long was it before she came and got you? Do you remember? That is one part that, um, um, I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but that played a huge part in in, in my life as far as uh, I think like anxiety. I think that's sort of no, I take that back because I remember I had a I had an episode, and I think my first anxiety attack I want to say was on the north side. So it was before we we were taken, but it started mm-hmm. around. Yeah, I remember being in that apartment on the north side and and freaking the blank out. Every like it just went completely black. I couldn't see anything. Um, I was really deep into um, my thoughts and I blacked out and I remember yelling at the top of my lungs. And in fact, um, I think I may have told you this, but all the times when I would yell at the top of my lungs and you would come running in there to see what's wrong with me i was having an anxiety attack and i never told you that because i didn't mm-hmm. know what the hell it was mm-hmm. well when i asked you what was wrong you know i act like everything was okay yeah i i mean i remember you doing that mm-hmm. and i'm like well why is he screaming like that it would and- it, it is equivalent to if, if I was a, to, to describe it, simply put, from one to ten, it is equivalent to going from one to ten within a microsecond. Mm. Within a microsecond and staying there, uh, three or four seconds feels like an eternity. I, it literally goes black. My eyes can be wide open. I can't see anything. Mm. And it is it is the single most worst probably feeling that I, I I remember experiencing, and it and it happened several times. Um, so yeah, whatever caused it, because I've I've been I've been doing a lot of healing, and um, that is one big thing for me where I try to get to the source of so many different things, and I can never find the beginning of that. I don't know when that started. I know the first time I remember it happening was on the north side, but it was it had to be before that happened because we didn't go back there after they took us. It happened there before all of that. Um, so whatever was going on, yeah. Um, there's not many times where this happened to me where I completely blacked out. We got in the back of that car. I started crying. I started watching the block 
get smaller and smaller as we drove past. I didn't I didn't look anybody in the face. I remember sitting by the window. My brother Dan was sitting next to me. I never looked at him. I never looked at anybody. I just stared at the window. And as we got to the main street, my memory goes completely black up until uh, I saw my grandmother. I remember seeing her in court. I don't know if it was the same day. I don't know if it's the same week. I have no idea. I, mm. I remember being in court. I remember you wrote a letter to court and they were reading your letter out loud. I never looked up and I catch myself doing this to this day sometimes. And I, I catch myself and I get I get out of that. But I, I just had my head down and I, I remember seeing everybody's shoes and I remember listening to everybody talk. And they were obviously talking about us. And it was like, here we are, and we have zero control over what happens to us. And it was like the most vulnerable feeling in the world. And there was, um, I think one of my uncles was there. I can't, I couldn't even tell you who, maybe two of them. I think Mike, Mike and Delano was there. I, I have no idea. I know my grandmother was there. And my mother no. or your dad's mother? my uh my dad's mom okay the one thing that stuck out for me at, at that moment was um somebody had your letter and they asked well is the mom going to show up to court no she didn't you know she chooses not to come here but she wrote this letter and of course there was chatter about that you know <laughs> uh nobody had anything nice to say about that um <laughs> and the biggest thing that bothered me was they were talking about right in front of us, um, splitting me and my brother up. So me and my brother, we had two different fathers and, um, the grandmother that was there was my biological father's mom. And right there in front of us, there was saying, well, he's not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to go with you because this is not your grandson. And the thought of not only did we just go through all of this stuff, we, but I could potentially be going through this on my own now. And what's going to happen to him? Like, I care so much about what was going to happen to my brother that I, I I couldn't even like it didn't even matter what was me. I felt like I was OK because I literally had family there. But they the, the fact that they were talking about taking mm -hmm. him, that broke my heart, like. It really did. Yeah, and like I, I said, just yeah. yeah, just just yeah, processing I, that as a as a child. Just trying to process that as a child was a lot. It was a lot. It was it was a whole lot. Too much. That's okay. that's too much for a child to, to even try right. to process. Definitely. Definitely. Right. And okay. I, I fast and pray there are no residuals. Yeah. And you were, I'm sorry, I hear you. That there aren't any residuals. Like anything that happened then, you still wrestle with now. You know what I'm saying? Subconsciously or otherwise. You know what I mean? Because that's a lot, bro. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. literally, and that's, that's what I, I talk about on here the most is um things happen in our childhood and seeds are literally planted and they mm -hmm. they grow into something so in order to sort of abolish those things that we don't need or don't serve us you literally have to dig 
to the bottom and get to the roots. And if it doesn't serve you, if it's something negative, a negative seed was planted, you got to dig that sucker up, pull it out the dirt and burn it. Pull it out and burn it. So like I said, with the anxiety attacks, that was the one thing I couldn't, I'm still digging. I can't find the beginning of it to say, this is where this started. Let me look at it. Let me deal with it. And let me me see why, when, where. Exactly. My reason for not being in court and versus me writing a letter and not being there was because um, I wasn't going to stand in front of a man being judged Mm. because God is my judge and he's judging everyone. So I wasn't going to stand in front of uh, some man to judge me, you know, and and that was my thinking. You know, that was what embodied me at that know, time. Right. At that time and still today, you know. So I mean, I would have to be dragged in there. You know, so anyway, uh, yeah, that was my reason that why I wasn't in court. But you better believe I didn't know when the day was that they were supposed to that they went to court, but I was on my knees every day. I was on my knees every day and I don't know what happened in the court, why they didn't split you up, but it may have been because of the letter, because whatever I said in that letter, it came straight from my heart, you know, and I expressed how I, what I wanted to happen with you all. And I know your dad came and, um, he he called your mom, his mom to to get you all until he got there. To be continued.